final minute. Bennett for the pocket. Launches to the end. Third and ten from the 11. Travis under pressure, trying to escape, able to escape. Tops the corner, stays in back. Always great. Always, always great. always great. Welcome back to the Knowles and Dogs podcast. As always, I am Hunter. And I'm Dylan. Oh, God. Let's get it. Get it up. Hey, you know what? I was thinking you were going to introduce me there. I thought you were going to give me a little bit of a, and this is. You know, do I, do I need to start going back to that? I figure we just. No, 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 no. I think, I think it works better. That... <laughs> I need to start setting you up right there. It's like a layup, you know what I mean? Like you throw it up. Well, it's like a layup that you missed the wide open bucket right there, that dead space right there. That's what I'm saying. No, like I, I jumped up and you just went forward. <laughs> oh man. What a great start to the pod, guys. Um, oh yeah. Uh but nonetheless, let's get back on track here before we even get started. Uh we got a good show for you guys today. It is mm-hmm. college world series finals weekend preview. Yep. Uh, as we have our final two set, another an, a rematch of the 2017 final between LSU and Florida Gators. Um, just and then just we will, a couple of years ago, really. Yeah, 2017, Florida took it there, but we'll get into a mm-hmm. deep dive there. Um, yep. Go over maybe a little quick real recap from last time, last week, which yep. was our predictions. And now we are here, final weekend, college yeah. baseball. And then we will hop into a cool little new segment called Fact or Fiction. Where oh, we yeah, will have, fun. I think we got, uh, what do I have? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven topics. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. man, Mickey Mouse right there. Excuse <laughs> me. Seven topics where we will, mm-hmm. I'll say, I'll read off the statement and Dylan and I will say fact or fiction with it and give a reason yep. why. And then we'll finish it off as always with three questions. Mm-hmm. So, um, not a whole lot, but it's quality over quantity, guys. That's what we exactly. Love. That's what that's what our goal is more than anything. Oh yeah, for sure. Provide um, you with the best content on the planet. Of course. See, Dylan gets it. Um, yeah. As always, before we get rolling, we are at forty nine subs, guys. We are one subscriber away from that big half a century mark. Uh, let's get there. Um, saw good numbers this last episode. Mm-hmm. That's always awesome to see. Uh, yeah. Make sure you're watching. You're liking and you're subscribing if you're not a subscriber already, because we love to see the podcast keep growing and uh, get more, get more. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Following. I've yeah. seen. Uh, find us. I'm posting stuff on TikTok. Uh, you know, find we're trying to build there. that community. We're trying yes. to build a good community around our content, and I'm, me and Hunter are both looking to see who's interested. Exactly. Wants to get involved. Yes. Yes, because then when we get big mm-hmm. enough, we'll start bringing people on. And then we'll yeah. be really good. And I'll have a cooler background than my room right now. Uh, it is yeah. dirty. And <laughs> yeah, me too. It won't be my closet. It. If you can tell, my camera banner just fell again. So <laughs> oh, no. 
So once we get that 50 mark, we'll start the budget. It'll start getting bigger. Oh yeah. Just you wait, just you wait till we can monetize. Oh my gosh. We're going to be renting out a studio. <laughs> we're renting out and... a studio. We'll be at in person. Maybe one day we'll do an in-person pod together. I, that is not out of the realm of possibility. Maybe a 50 subscriber special. Just saying. Maybe. Very possible. Very possible. Really find a good day and a good location. Uh, but nevertheless. Would it be next week? I'm just saying. That. I got it. No. Work every single day next week. Mm -hmm. It's going to be great. Yep. Oh, well, before Dylan <laughs> rants about his work and every yeah. other day normal life, <laughs> we can get rolling into our College yep. World Series final mm -hmm. preview where we will discuss the final two teams. Of the college baseball season, it is the LSU Tigers, the fifth overall seed, taking on the number two overall seed, Florida Gators. A rematch, like we said, of the 2017 season. I got this one yep. headphone in. It sounds weird when I got both in. So Yeah, I keep hearing you pulling it out. I'm like, oh, what's... I don't know. I, I can't. It sound better. Loud? Maybe. Is it too I... loud when you're pulling it out? Like... No, it just sounds like I'm... Um... I don't know. It just sounds weird. Anyway. Okay. So, we got LSU, Florida... As I mm -hmm. predicted, I said Florida was going to win. My future yep. pet is looking beautiful there. And then I said, like we said, well, Dylan said Wake Forest. It's Wakes to lose. I said it was yep. LSU's or Wakes. Came down to LSU, mm -hmm. um, surviving Wake and beating them two out of three times, it turns out. what yeah. I mean, one of the best games I've seen in quite a long time last night, that Wake-LSU game. Yeah. Um, <laughs> folks, if you didn't see that game, go watch the highlights. It was if you like pitchers' duels, yeah. you got one of the best you'll ever see. That was one of them. I'll, I'll tell you from – so that night I was working, right? I was getting off work. We were closing. Um, not going to say names, but uh, somebody was counting cash. And um, my good pal, who is a professional baseball player, pulls out his phone, and he goes, you want to watch the end of the game with me? And I was like, oh, yeah, let's go. So we're sitting there watching it, and I'm like, man, this is fantastic. This is a oh, great man. game. <laughs> Dude, it, and we're watching it, and it goes into extras, and I'm like, oh, my God, I have to go home. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Um, come on, the box store. So it was LSU survived Wake. They needed to beat them twice on starting yep. uh, Wednesday night. Took care of them, but next to a big home run by um, uh, Beloso. That was that game. And then yep. last night, which set up the big showdown between, you know, Paul Skeens, Brett Louder for Wake Forest, two guys mm -hmm. that are projected to be top 15 picks. Skeens is projected yeah. pot right now to be the number one overall pick. Mm -hmm. uh, Louder, I think, is the 11th pick he's projected. I think he could rise very quickly, though. Could. He only lost. That After was a only, game like that. It was only his – he finishes the year 15-1 and one with a sub 1.8 ERA. In that game, he did everything right. He didn't give he up did. a run in that game. Now, but Neither team. No, it was 0-0 zero, zero yeah. going into the bottom of the 11. That's what I thought, yeah. Mm -hmm. And um, just one bad pitch on the, mm -hmm. ended up being the first pitch to Tommy White. Ended up being the difference maker as it was a two-run shot that ended up yeah. being the winner. And if, mm -hmm. by the way, if, off topic, if you're a, we don't advocate for sports gambling on this podcast. Um, but if we did and you had minus one and a half LSU, what a cover right there. Yeah. Because yeah, holy absolutely. cow, two nothing and the 11th, you don't see that very often. No, no, you don't. And the, 
the funny thing is before the um tournament even started one of the first things me and you said about lsu is that that team is like a three-headed monster that it's paul skeens dylan cruz and tommy tanks that's that team that's the soul of that team mm-hmm. and when they needed to move on what did we see we saw we skeens saw, dominate we saw cruz take his pitches get on base Tommy Tanks. Yeah, and but and then I remember we said the biggest mm. thing with LSU was could the bullpen hold up? Yeah. And they've done a great job. Riley Cooper, big mm-hmm. man Riley Cooper, 6'2", 270. Yeah. Riley Cooper has held his own. Thatcher Hurd comes in. He's been looking good. They've got yeah. their bullpen, which was the weak spot, has now been a strength of theirs. Um, look at the line. Paul Skeens, eight innings of work. Another fantastic showing. Yeah. He only gave up two hits. Wake Forest only had three hits the entire game. Yeah. Schemes only gave up two hits, only walked one at nine Ks, threw 120 pitches, 82 were strikes. Um, so we call dominant performance right there. That's what we Rhett, absolutely call. That's a gem. That is a Rhett Louder, seven innings of work, only gave up three mm-hmm. hits, no runs, two walks, six Ks, only threw 88 pitches. Yeah. Um, but. Yeah, his so his ERA was one point eight eight, and then La, or Skeens is one point six nine. Nice. Um, you know, there's a very yeah. good chance that uh, Skeens could actually be that guy I was talking about, his teammate in just a couple weeks. <laughs> so, <laughs> little thing go. to think about, actually. Yeah. <laughs> um, the the play by Trey Morgan in the eighth inning, mm-hmm. top of the eighth. They safety squeeze Wake yep. does to try to get the run in. And I credit, I mean, the bunt, bunt was good, just a hell of an even better play. You mean, yeah. did nothing wrong, did his job, but you, I mean, it has to be a perfect bang bang play. And it was because yeah. if that is hit any other direction, maybe it doesn't, maybe outcomes different. Yeah. But I mean, kudos to LSU. They show up in a big way. Um, but they get a that um, Florida, who took care of TCU the day before, mm-hmm. got that extra day, two days actually. Um, all three of their games they've won were by one run. And a yeah. cool stat I heard was they're three of 24, three for 24 with runners in scoring position this College mm-hmm. World Series. And they're three and a. Yeah. I think more than anything that speaks to. They they played the easy side of the bracket. Let's and we let's said not, that. Yep. Let's not you know mince any words about it. Me and you both agreed about that before it started because you know that was death row over there yeah. with Wake, LSU, Tennessee, and Stanford. Like that was a tough bracket to get out right there. Mm-hmm. And I I think this is going to lean cre- uh, credence to what I'm, I'm going to say. Mm-hmm. And I don't think you're going to disagree with me. Maybe you will. I think LSU is going to win this thing. You know, not not to get too ahead of myself and make my prediction or anything, but LSU to me had just had looked so good in spots where they needed to look good, to the point where it's like, man, how do you how do you beat that team? Yeah, um, it'll just be interesting to see because you know Florida's mm-hmm. pitching staff is going to be better set up, especially their starters. Yeah, because Skeen's not going to be able to be used. I mean, if they he won't be used uh, at least till if 
maybe if mm-hmm. they need him late game two. If yeah. not, otherwise it won't be till maybe game three if they gets to a mm-hmm. game three. Um, so I think Florida has a setup there because now you're going to have Sprout or Spro and uh, what's the other guy's name? Uh, their better guy starts with a W. Oh, um, oh. His name is. Uh, Oh man, what's his last name? Waldrip. You're gonna have Waldrip, Waldrip, mm-hmm. and then Sprout, and then Caglione pitched the other day, so he'll be fine. They still got their, you know, they still got your arms in uh, Neely, Cade Fisher. Yep. Um, I think, yep. pitching wise, Florida's gonna have the edge going into this, and mm-hmm. you know, like you said, they they did get a nice benefit out being in that pool A. Didn't have to. They just had to take care of business. Survived Virginia, which they almost lost that. They almost blew it against Oral. Mm-hmm. Um, kudos to Oral Roberts. A nice showing there. TCU, yeah. not a bad ball club. They you know, caught fire late going into the tournament or into the Omaha. They were nine and zero. Ended up, you know, dropping the first one, um, and then you know bounced back. But uh, Florida definitely had benefited out. Uh, they, I think the offense has got to get going a little bit more. They got to take advantage, I think. And, uh, but I, I would lean LSU offensively, but pitching, you know, okay. pitching obviously, I think, has I think Florida has have, the edge pitching. I think, and I think Florida's offense is good enough to score runs. I mean, let's, I mean, they got dudes too. You know, you have Langford, mm-hmm. you have Kirk Curlin, yeah. you have BT Ryapel, you got Ty Evans who's come out of nowhere, you got, um, uh, Who's the other? Who's some other? Uh, Josh Rivera at shortstop. He's been hit. He has yep. two home runs this uh, college world series. I mean, like they got dudes. So I would, I'm going to kind of go against you. I think L- Florida has the advantage, especially now they also got two days rest. That pitching staff, especially here in this tournament, you get two days off is so big. Uh, mm-hmm. Also, weird thing. Why did they? Why did they wait till game one for tomorrow instead of tonight? I don't know. Maybe so they can get that Saturday night TV money. Well, they were going to get it anyway. But now, so it's weird because it's just weird because now you put, you wait Saturday. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess and because it's the because you don't want teams playing back to back nights. Well, I think it's a couple of reasons. I think it's the back to back nights, and then I also think they they say TV money in general is just better on Saturdays. The Saturday, Saturday. nights. And then Sunday, they won't play till Sunday afternoon. They'll be at three. And then mm-hmm. Monday, I would assume at night. I mean, it does help. I mean, it does. LSU does get a nice little break there because that would have been their third game in three nights. Yeah. So, you know, take that as it is. I think Florida probably wishes maybe. Because you don't, you don't want to just. Extra... Well, you don't want to be you sitting around. You saw it. Relax. Well, yeah, but you don't want to. It doesn't. It kills momentum. You know what I mean? Sometimes. Yeah. Like, so you saw it in the Stanley Cup final, where or you saw it with like you saw it in the Stanley Cup final, like the Panthers. Yeah, they had ten days off before Game One, and they completely mm-hmm. lost all momentum. Yeah, I mean we saw it last year in the MLB playoffs. All the teams that got buys, the Braves outside of Houston lost. Yeah, the, the Braves, Braves the Dodgers. Horrible. You know, all, like they just looked slow and sluggish, and you saw teams, the Yankees, the Padres, all and just- the. Padres, Phillies, they looked like just momentum is such a huge thing in sports. Yeah. You know what I mean? So when you're yeah. able to just let it keep rolling and not have to wait. I think, 
especially especially a sport like baseball where it's for sure absolutely you get into a groove and you can just see it you take yeah. 10 days off you lose that whatever you were seeing you lose that little mechanic you had added and you didn't even notice and then bam everything's off and you can't hit anything <laughs> it's just it's funny because like if you're a hitter you mm-hmm. don't want that days off especially like what you're saying yeah. like you want to yeah. be in that group but i mean if you're a pitcher you're like give me all the days off you're like give me 10 days off let right. me relax yeah. let me breathe so yeah. like my arms gonna fall off i think florida takes care of this and mm-hmm. i don't want to say two games because you know you don't you want a good series but i could see a possibility where i think this could go only two games i think florida okay. could win both of these because they got the pitching i think mm-hmm. pitching in the series is big if lsu's bullpen has got to come up clutch again I just yeah. don't know if they're going to be able to escape both Wake and Florida like that. And for that, mm-hmm. I'm going to give the ga- nod to the Gators. I, I'm going to give the nod to the Tigers just because when you have – Dylan Cruz offensively is probably one of the best offensive college baseball players I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. When you look at his slash line, it's like, oh, my God. He, you know, he, he has he hit, two – He hits 430. 432, I think it was. Yeah. Had a over 500 on base percentage. He, there was a thing they, they said last night where he has two dominant eyes. Yeah. So he's able to see was, the ball better than everyone else. That was silly. I got to be honest. I was like, that. shut up. That's just one of those like weird, <laughs> but like, un, not that's like just a like super, stat. That's the most ESPN stat I've ever heard. <laughs> but um, with him, and then you got Tommy. You know Tommy White right behind him, who has a hundred RBIs. He crushes the ball, but the biggest reason why he has so many RBIs is because Cruz gets on base fifty percent of the time. Mm-hmm. Every other at bat, this guy will get to first base. Yep, it's just one of those things where he can absolutely just him being in the lineup can crush a pitcher's momentum because he yep. knows how to just work a pitcher out. He can yep. turn an at bat. You know, you see a pitcher roll, and he can turn in, he can turn one at bat into ten pitches and a walk. And a pitcher's just get you know he's like I can't do anything. What am I doing right? I yeah. So I mean, if Florida's able to neutralize them, mm-hmm. then yeah, I agree with you. A big time. I think Florida, Florida was, but I just don't think with the groove they're in right now because they were playing I, great against Wake. Honestly, they're not even the best groups. The hitter is yeah. Uh, uh, Trey Morgan probably and yep. mm-hmm. uh, uh, Beloso, who's been their best hitter so far. He's been their best hitter so far, and um, yeah. In but yeah, like yeah. He's, but I think Cruz and Tommy White starting to come on a little, waking up a little bit in this yeah uh, CWS. But I just think the Gators just have too much, and I think having that extra couple days rest, plus alongside with that pitching staff getting fully rested now. I mean, I just. I just can't see a world, I don't think, where Florida doesn't win this. That's fair. And they've I only, just, I mean, I think... Florida's only lost one game this entire postseason. Mm-hmm. I just, I can't, I think they finish it off. I, I think LSU is able to do it. Three games, though. Three games. Three games. Yeah, I, I think Florida in two. Okay. But there's no shot because I could could see a well realm where LSU. I, I just. If if LSU gets to game three and they pull out Skeens, right? If Skeens pitches, mm-hmm. how long do you think? How effective will he be, though? 
I think because he's coming off now. I think it's three, three straight starts now. Mm-hmm. Well, he started two games. This is no four straight starts, four starts in yeah. a row where he's thrown over 110 pitches. Yeah, how? But much he's just a workhorse. That's just. I he is he's a workhorse pitcher though. Like that's his style. Is that whenever he goes out, he throws yeah. hundred pitches. He goes as many innings as possible. He strikes out a ton of guys. So, I think it's not going to be as noticeable in in the in the tournament. I think when we get to the pros, then you're going to be like, man, he should not have pitched that type because he's going to get Tommy that's, John right away. Well, that's but- <laughs> what like, you worry about. Like, I mean, are you worried? If are you worried as just an overall fan that LSU's you think over relying too much on him? Probably. Yeah, I got to be honest. Probably they are. But in that kind of situation, you kind of have to. But is so that like, a good thing? Not, it's not a good thing, but it's just the way the sport is. I mean, you think Skeens Especially is like pitchers. I think you think Skeens is like okay, even though like you know he's like, give me the ball, give me the ball, and you know you got to have that yeah. that mind that competitive mindset. You know, like do whatever yeah. it takes to win. But it's like. Mm-hmm. Same time, you got to know, like Jay Johnson's got to know, or Jay Johnson, Wes Johnson, shout yeah. out New Georgia Bulldogs head coach. Uh, <laughs> you got to know in the back of your head, like this guy's got his future he's supposed to have. Yeah. Like it can't be. I know you're trying to do whatever it takes to win, but like. So I, I think, I think they probably, obviously they would know more than we do. Right. For so sure. I would, I would, I would think so. I would think they know how far he can really go. Right. So like if he yeah. gets a next start and they're like, okay. You're capped at 80 pitches. Yeah. Like once you get to 80 pitches, we're gonna pull you. We're not gonna let you go past 80 pitches because your arm's not safe after that, right? No. I think obviously that could happen. That's a very real possibility, but I don't know. I don't know the behind the scenes. I don't know what how um you know how Paul Skeens how his arm is feeling or anything like that, but mm-hmm. I would think yeah. LSU you would know. I feel he like that'd be the first thing that coaches are like is protect protect his arm. Yeah, protect the long because you know he's he's got such a big future ahead of him. Up. Big future ahead of him. You just don't want yeah, you just don't want to like impact someone's longevity mm-hmm. by over relying on him. Because it also yeah. kind of looks like then you're like the other guys pitching the staff. It's like we don't trust you. Yeah, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, so you have Florida, or no? I have Florida. You have LSU. Yep. And uh, those are our predictions. It's been a great season, college baseball. Yeah, it has. we can't well, wait to watch. I, it. I don't know if it's been a great season. I don't know. About well, not that, for you, but not for you guys. But or you don't even don't even hate like that. You guys didn't play good either. Sure. <laughs> better, better. We're closer than you were. Closer than you were. Doesn't mean much. You guys didn't even qualify for your tournament, your conference tournament. You know that's right. As far as that's I'm right. Shut your mouth. If you don't Shut go to the mouth. tournament, did it even matter? Yes. <laughs> yes it did yes it did okay we're gonna move on now to uh All right. new our Let's new segment next topic. called fact or fiction where dylan will be wrong mm-hmm. and hunter will always be right anyway okay 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 busting out the old rundown nope uh, notepad um uh, this is actually just like an art canvas book that i found i just use it seems like a very nice book though Hey, it is. You get some doodles in there. Get some doodles in there. Yeah, my artistic ability is not there, so <laughs> that's why we have you. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. just here to talk sports, not drawing. 
<laughs> All right, so we got seven topics for you guys, and yep. we're gonna. I'll read it off, and Dylan will give his opinion. I'll give mine, mm-hmm. and we'll bust bust this out and run this yep. run through this. Everyone it. All right, Dylan. Mm-hmm. Fact or fiction? Ohio State fails to win the East this year. Fact. Okay. I think fact. Do you want me to go into why, or yeah. do you want to give your paper? Okay. Yeah, give your paper. So, I think Michigan's still better. Okay. We do have some Ohio State listeners, so I know I'm going to get some angry comments next time I show up uh, to work. So, I'll give a little insight. I just think right this second, Michigan has consistency. They yeah. have a basis. It feels like after losing C.J. Stroud, to a degree, Ohio State is having to restart, You know, pull back, rethink. What are we doing? Why can't we keep up? I think it's going to take a year for them to sit and do that. So I think we might see even a slide to third place in the East behind Penn State. Okay. I don't feel like that's maybe maybe you know maybe I'm a little bit crazy on that one, but I just think that um, Ryan Day and his Ohio State team, just like the program in general, are not set up to win a title at the moment. So There's I'm going to too s- many problems with how the roster is and how they're coached. So yeah. I think they need to sit back and like figure out, figure out the little problems. Maybe you need to fire some guys in that coaching staff. Cause there's some dudes who quite frankly, they probably, some of those guys in that defensive staff probably do need to get fired. Let's, you know, let's be honest. Here. There were some glaring problems, even with the new defensive coordinator where it's mm-hmm. like, man, they got too much talent to be that bad on defense. So, um, I'm going to say fact, but mm-hmm. I will say I will disagree with you with the fact that it, you're kind of saying that time, I'm kind of perceiving it like you're thinking it's like yeah. a rebuilding year, right? I think it is for them. So I disagree there. Mm-hmm. And my, or one of our good Ohio state friends, uh, would is telling me that I think they're offensively. I think they're fine. They've still got yeah. Marvin Harrison coming back. They got Julian Fleming mm-hmm. coming back. They got, they got uh, Trayvon Henderson coming back. They have the other yeah. running back, uh, whoever there was, Williams, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe the um, starter, forget his name. Oh, people are going to kill me for that. Um, that The projected starter was Marvin Harrison's old high school quarterback. Yeah, I remember seeing that. So they got that. Defensively, they got most of their guys coming back. Mm-hmm. So I don't I do think the defensively they gotta figure out something. I think Jim Knowles moves yeah. to be a second year, mm-hmm. maybe get something better traction in, but I do think that there's they could just be legitly another just another workhorse team, but yeah. fail again. I don't think they're as stacked up as Michigan is, especially physically, mm-hmm. physicality wise. And eventually when you get into these games in December, mm-hmm. you know, late November, December, that's physicality is yeah. gonna overcome this. And I just I think Ohio State's going to be too much, where I don't see them going into the big house and winning. Yeah, I, don't, I think I don't Michigan wins that again. If mm-hmm. if they get beat out, and I mean beat out like they had the last two years, where they get mm-hmm. just outmanned and outclassed in the trenches, yeah. and last year vertically in the air, yeah, there's going to be some some Ohio State fans and boosters and alumni yeah. people are not going to be happy. They're mm-hmm. going to be asking some questions. And maybe yeah. ask it for some jobs to be replaced. So, yeah. especially on the defensive side. So, because yeah, no, you know, yeah. you, 
they nobody cares if you're an Ohio State fan. You do not mm-hmm. care about Penn State. You don't care about playing Wisconsin. You don't play up care about playing Purdue, mm-hmm. Nebraska, anything. It's about playing or Michigan State. It's about playing Michigan and yeah. beating them, and then winning championships. It's beating Michigan. You have two goals: beating Michigan and winning national titles. Mm-hmm. And quite frankly, Ryan Day has yet to do that. And last, and Harbaugh now has his number. It seems physically up in the trenches Mm -hmm. and if they get bullied again they're not some questions are gonna be asked so i will say again fact they won't win the east i don't think they'll win the east i have michigan winning it but uh i think they could finish second i don't think it's a rebuilding year because i think what we see what are these quarterbacks Mm -hmm. just come and they get they get plugged in because the weapons are so good that yeah you know i just think i think at this point we're due that we're going to have some sort of problem at first because there's, there's been too many times they've just been able to plug and press quarterbacks. And maybe that's just how their offense works where they can do that. I think it is so well they can, but they don't have on the defensive side, they don't have a chase young or Nick Bosa or Joey Bosa. Like they had under most of the years with um, Meyer. So it's like, they don't even have a presence setter. On the well, they got, um, well, I think they that's got- my biggest issue. Well, they have that guy. What's that freshman name? Oh, gosh, it's that one long, like Hawaiian name. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know who you're talking about. They got Steel Chambers. They have Steel Chambers yeah. coming back. They got the, some guys on the outside. Like their defense is good, but it's just they're just physically they haven't been able. They've been getting yeah bullied up front. Mm-hmm. Um, but we'll move on now to our next factor picture. Yeah. Yep. This is okay. good. This is good. We're getting yeah. good yeah. argument debate. All right, fact or fiction, Dylan? Arch Manning, freshman at Texas, will play at least five games this year. I'm going to go with fiction. Okay. I'm going to go with fiction. Pretty hard fiction, too. That's, I think that's a solid no. Um, I just don't think they're going to even uh, push, him, push him to play or push him to take the starting job. I think it's absolutely – going to be a year where they just want him to sit behind learn the system and prepare him to take over next year do you think he gets do you think he like you know he might say he agrees with that you mm-hmm. think he will like push into possibly transferring they I tell don't, him listen you're not going to play i i don't only because of his family i don't think his family is going to let him let him just have to say like listen dude stick it out yeah just because uh, of the family he came from with um how the family's image was after Eli Manning not wanting to go to San Diego, like that hurt that family's image really bad. So I get, I get into Peyton is probably telling him, you know, Uncle Ar- Uncle Archie or Grandpa Archie, mm-hmm. you know, Uncle Eli. They're probably all telling him like, sit it out, just wait, wait at Texas, you'll get your time. And they probably have their way with the coaching staff, anyways. Yeah, um, I'll say fiction. Mm-hmm. Not as hard, though, because, yeah. again, I think if Quinn Ewers struggles out of the gate, yeah, you know you know what these fans, and again, it always relates back to the boosters and the fans yeah. and the media, what are they going to do? Mm-hmm. If they're going to be pushing, keep pushing until Sark. Yeah. And Sark, you already know, he's kind of, seat's getting he's, a little warm. It's, he's, his seat it's, is definitely warm. The bath water but, is getting warm. It's a bath gets good warm temp right now. Room temp. I think that's just part of the job in in Austin. 
Like you just have to kind of accept it. Is. it. <laughs> but what has he done to this point? You know what I mean? He's won eight games and nine games, right? Hasn't no Big Twelve titles. No Big Twelve titles. No, no he has no New York no, Six Bowls. The one thing he does have under his resume is he has beaten Oklahoma. And he's but, beaten bad. All right, but and that and that to that to boosters looks good. It is even but, when yeah. Oklahoma you you should be expected to. It still looks good for the boosters that hey you know at least it looks like they're making progress. Yeah, but, but with no Texas, New Year's, yeah, yeah, but no New Year's Six bowl game appearances. Yep. And now you got to go to the SEC. So mm-hmm. I do think if Quinn Ewers struggles a little bit out of the gate, we'll say two or three games. Mm-hmm. Um, let me pull up your schedule real quick. I just think um, I just think that yeah. they that's some that's people cool. are. It's going to be like that. Never when a couple years ago when Spencer Rattler struggled and then they brought yeah. Williams in. Mm-hmm. Like they just kept harping and harping and harping, and then yeah. they eventually brought him in, and then you know, since the never got the shot back, yeah, yeah. So only thing I think with that is because I think if we hear any chattering like that, the most we'll see is we'll see him dressed on the sideline. And I think he'll dress. Up. I think he'll be a backup. I I don't I don't think he'll dress every game. Just because I think the expectation is absolutely, we're going to save your red shirt. Well, you can dress. You just can't play. No, that's what I mean, though, is that like they're not going to have him dress every game because they're going to be like, we don't want three quarterbacks on the sideline for this game. Maybe. We're playing um, whoever. They're just going to dress for like Oklahoma. but. Well, I'll look at, look at their schedule. So they, got, they open up with Rice and then go to Bama, mm-hmm. at home against yeah. Wyoming, at Baylor, at home against Kansas, and it's the Cotton Bowl or the – Oklahoma game. Mm-hmm. Then they're at Houston, at home against BYU, yeah. at or at home against K State, at TCU, at Iowa State, and then at home against Texas Tech. So the schedule's yeah. not overly powerful. It's not. And so it's not bad for them. But yeah. we did see Ewer struggle a little bit down the stretch after the coming back from that injury. Mm-hmm. Again, I'm just I I think it is fiction too. But um, yeah. three games. I just I just don't see I don't three see three games. Three because games. the. The first game I could imagine him struggling is like Bama, right? And I don't see in any real scenario where they put in the freshman with no experience no. up against Alabama. You know what I mean? It just doesn't. Well, no, unless really there's got really. like an injury situation. Yeah, like no, yeah, yeah, like an injury situation. But even then, I don't think you're putting uh, Manning because I think you go, we don't want to overboard you with anything. We're going to put in. Who's their backup? Is Card still there, or did he transfer no, he out? Transferred. He transferred. It's that I forget the other guy. But I mean, we yeah. saw this number. Um, excuse me. Mm-hmm. Like 2017. You know uh, who was it? It was uh, uh crap. What's his name? Uh, Jacob Eason for Georgia. Yeah, was a starter. Mm-hmm. Came back our first game, first year of the game got our first game of the year got hurt. Jake Fromm comes yep. in, true freshman, leads him to national title. Um, but yeah, all right, we'll move on yep. before we get too much in there. Uh, USC fact or fiction USC wins the Pac 12. I'm gonna go fact, okay. Um, I know you, I think this is probably gonna be the biggest one we're gonna disagree on. I just think this year, USC already last year won 10 games, they they their defense didn't look great, but it looked atrocious. Was, That's yeah, no, no, uh, you're yeah. <laughs> But their offense was just dominant. They could score on anybody whenever they wanted. Yes. And 
year two for Lincoln Riley, right? I obviously I'm not in the program, don't have insider knowledge, but I would assume the plan is let's go right at what everybody's criticizing us for the defense. Yep. So I would imagine because they added some guys in the portal too, if I'm right, and they had a pretty good signing class. Yeah. So they I got think they, they have talent on the defensive side. Mm-hmm. What's up? Now they got Bear okay. Alexander from so, UGA. Um, yeah, I would say, and you know, we, you and I both remember watching last year. Their defense wasn't very good at stopping. They were oh, always good at turning the ball over. They could turn they the ball at, over though. They were they were like top ten in the country in picks. Yeah, it was like but ridiculous. Every other category <laughs> were like ranked three hundred. Yeah, so I think it's very realistic to say they could win it, just only because I think their offense is the class of the Pac-12. And I think if they, you know, year two, the expectations are going to be higher, and I think the goal is to live up to them. I think they could win the Pac-12 easily. I'm going to say fiction. Yeah. yeah. No, I thought you would. I thought you would. So here's my thing. Mm-hmm. You know, what's Lincoln Riley doing? He's an offensive guru. And that's as far as he is. Yeah. Um, didn't make any changes, as far as I know, unless mm-hmm. at the defensive coordinator spot. No, no he kept the defensive so, coordinator. Um, I forget his name, okay. but same one he had at Oklahoma. Okay, and um, mm-hmm. and Oklahoma was this outstanding defense, and then yeah. USC defense. And what did we see when USC struggles offensively? They couldn't win. They couldn't win. Do I need yeah. to watch the Utah game twice? Yeah. What happens when a team A, A, mm-hmm. uh, is able to pound for pound keep up with you, and B yeah. keeps your offense in check, and C overpowers you by running the football? Yeah. Um. I. <laughs> that Pac-12 I, title yeah. game was all mm-hmm. I needed to see to know mm-hmm. what had been. It was kind of like. Like a dam that had started to show some cracks, but they were kind of just paving it over, you know, yeah. kind of covering up some. And then, just for some reason, a little extra rain, which was that Utah offense, and it just boom, just broke free. Mm-hmm. The dam broke, water starts flooding through. That's the defense. If they can, if they, they can't give up. What, they yeah. were giving up like 35 points a game. Yeah, they were. It was almost like over 300 yards offensively they were giving up. Mm-hmm. You can't do that. I mean, yeah. teams were going – I felt like teams were getting like 8 to 10 yards like every every play. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. you know, I think Caleb Williams is Caleb Williams. Um, but it's just like – I don't – I think teams like Utah – is still going to be a contender. You still got you got mm-hmm. uh, crap. What's uh, his Cameron name? Rising. Camera Cam Rising back for yep. another year. You got and they're you know they're always they're back to back Pac twelve champs for all we yeah. know they're they're the kings of the Pac twelve right now. Um, yeah. You got Oregon who I think is going to mm-hmm. be better. Washington was a legit shot. Oregon yeah. State, um, Colorado might be a sneaky one. I Not, I don't see it this year. Maybe next year. Maybe, um, but. I think, I we'll, think need, we'll need a year of Colorado first. I think too many I think slow down I think Colorado. Too many teams that are going to be physically better 
I think Oregon, yeah. Utah, and Washington are physically just better defensively. Yeah. Oregon State yeah. gave them a run for their money last year. Almost yeah. beat them then. Too many better defensively better teams that are more physical. It's kind of like Michigan overpowering Ohio State some, where mm-hmm. I think offensively you can it'll only take you so far. You yeah. got to have some sort of defensive stand, and I just don't see it again happening. And that's why I think fiction. That's fair. I just think it's the facts. It's not, but that's why yeah. we play this game. Fact. Yep. Fiction? Yep. Yep. Where Dylan's yeah. a lot of fiction. Okay. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. Here we go. Fact or fiction, Mr. Dylan? Yep. Actually, I'll start this time. Okay. Uh, okay. Fact or fiction for me? Uh, Georgia, the back to back reigning defending national champions, win their third straight title. Fact or fiction? And I will say just for this main reason fact. Mm-hmm. Here's why. The schedule sets up so much nicer yeah. than what they're going to get next year. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you start off with UT Martin, and then I think it's Ball State, yep. and then it's South Carolina, and then I think it's UAB, and then it, you get into SEC play. But the toughest game you play, you only play – you go to Auburn, mm-hmm. and you go to Tennessee. Those are your two biggest away games. Other than that, you get Kentucky at home. You get Missouri at home. You get Ole Miss at home. You get Georgia Tech, you go to Georgia Tech, um, and you get South Carolina. No. Carson Beck, who's going to start this year, has been in the system now. for th- This will be his third year. Mm-hmm. He's been sitting, waiting. He's played a couple times in junk time. Um, I just think too many offensive weapons coming back. You have Brock Bowers, Lad McConkey, Arian Smith. You got Lovett and Ra-Ra Thomas coming out of the portal. You have Oscar Delt behind Bowers. Yeah. I think you have Kenny McIntosh coming back. You have B, or uh, uh, Deshaun Edwards coming back. You have uh, Branson Robinson there. Too many weapons. Defensively, they're still going to be the best team in the country, I think. And I think mm-hmm. un- I don't think they get pushed around till maybe, although it'll be an early test at Jordan-Hare, especially the new quarterback. Yeah. But I think defensively, they're just so much better. Auburn, I don't see as a threat unless they sleepwalk it in. Biggest threat I can't see maybe is until Tennessee, yeah, or the SEC title. And yeah. if they get through that, I mean, who's where are they going to get pushed yeah. around? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that's why I think fact. If we were talking about this next year, that's a different story because I think they got some bigger four times, four times straight is like and four times crazy. with the new playoff format, mm-hmm. which would be a whole nother scale yeah. of legacy. This is a Kirby Smart legacy year. Watch. I, that's why I'm saying fact. So, Only because the so, schedule is yeah. <laughs> a lot better than what people think. Yeah. So I, I also think it's fact. Um, less of what Hunter said with the schedule because I think they're going to be given, no matter what, they're going to be given kind of – They're over-unders 11 and a half. Yeah, exactly. Their, their leeway is the fact that if they don't lose, then they won't fall out. And they don't – they're not going to – play a team that's better than them mm-hmm. like this, this is the truth of the matter is that unless a team comes out of nowhere and proves to me and you right now that they're just as physically good you know on both sides of the ball as georgia then 
I don't understand a single reason why I should even give credence to the idea of another team winning the national championship this year. And like, it's, there's just nobody who's close. No. And if you look, so last year's team, defensively mm-hmm. at least, was super young. Like, yeah, only had I think three or four seniors on that entire defense. Like, yeah, you have a couple guys coming back on the defensive line. You have guys like Jalen Walker who's going to have a bigger role this year. You have guys mm-hmm. like you have. Um, uh, Malachi Starks, who's going to get down that second year in, who was a stud yeah. as true freshman. He was a freshman. You got Javon Dumas Johnson coming back for his junior year. Or, uh, yeah, his retro junior year. Um, mm-hmm. You guys, you got guys like uh, Nazir Stackhouse and Zion Logue, up, uh, the big boys up front. Um, who's There's another guy. Uh, uh, crap, I forget his name. You have Kamari Lasseter coming back. These guys are all younger guys. If not, they were mm-hmm. if they were either sophomores last year, freshmen starting, or they're going to be seniors this year. A lot of experience now. That's last year's team. Defensively, I think they're going to be fine. Offensively, I think they're going to be fine. And like we're saying, schedule sets up super nice. And they got away with. I will. I mean, you get away with not go having to go to Oklahoma this year. Obviously, but they'll play them next year, so it's not like. Well, they won't play them next year, but they go to Texas next well, year. Yeah, um, yeah, but they yeah. will eventually play them. It's not. They're not ducking them. They're just playing them later. They still won't ever go to Texas A&M. Yep, yep. yep. Um, but yeah, who cares? Give us the Kyle dogs. Overrated. Dogs. They're right now um, on pretty much every sports book. They're plus two fifty, leading the way mm-hmm. to win it all for the third straight title. Oh, three, Pete, baby, three. Put them up. Put them up, Dylan. Threes. I'm not. I'm not putting up the three. Put them up, you threes, never Dylan. You never Put them know. up. You never know. All right. And they're not going to play another SEC team, so in the playoff. Well, you never know. Never know. Okay. <laughs> that actually leads us to our next segment. It's a nice little transition you did right there. Yeah, our next yeah, yeah. Fact or fiction is, Dylan, Alabama gets to the playoff. Well, you know, you already know my opinion on this. No, they're not going to the playoff. I am very certain, without a doubt in my mind, we're only going to see one SEC team in the playoff next year. This without this upcoming, a doubt, this twenty twenty yeah, this upcoming season, season really this upcoming season, we're only gonna have one SEC team in the playoff. That's a only hot take because folks. okay, maybe it's a hot take. Maybe it's a hot take. I just think it's gonna be Georgia number one, Michigan number two, and then whoever wins the ACC and Pac twelve as three and four. Okay, so I'm gonna say fact mm-hmm. only because. If it's going to come down to if Bama, uh, Bama, LSU, I think either one of those teams yep. is a legit shot to get. Does LSU have a down year after overachieving? Because mm-hmm. that could be a real thing. Um, yeah. I don't think it'll happen, but you never know. Alabama's yeah. win totals set at ten and a half, which I think is maybe a game too high. But LSU's is only nine and a half, so I think LSU's better on paper right now than Alabama. But a lot of media mm-hmm. guys are thinking LSU or Bama's. This is like the year where everyone's sleeping on Bama. They're all poor Bama. Yeah. Like, watch. They're all saying in Bama win the national title this year. This would be a classic Saban to so. get in year, especially after yeah last last year not playing so well. Um, mm-hmm. To and you know they've been able to sneak in before. Yeah. Do they do it again? Maybe. Well, they could. I think I they think it's, all, it's not impossible. 
I just I don't see it happening. They do get LSU at home this year, and they do get Tennessee at home, which does mm. help. They have to go to Auburn, which is Saban always plays poorly there. Yep. Other than that, you never know. They get Ole Miss at home. Um, I'm not saying that Bama might sneak. It's never – I mean, you never want to doubt on Alabama. That's the issue. Never yeah, want to I, doubt you know, on I, I get the – you know, you never want to bet against Nick Saban, right? The same way people say about Brady. And, and you know. Pac-12-wise, I don't mind the idea. Mm-hmm. But what have we seen, like, the Pac-12 and what the Big 12 do to each other? They, like, can't yeah. – they're a bunch of cannibals. They just eat no, and yeah. kill each other. And they I, all... I don't I – don't, I don't think you're wrong. What I think is going to happen is one of either Oregon, Utah, or USC is going to go 12-1. and one. You think? And they're the, going to be – yeah, I, I think, think so. maybe one, one team. That's what I'm saying. One of those three is going to go 12 and one. That's cr- win the conference know. and go to the playoff. Because there's no it, way we're going to miss the Pac-12 for this many years. It always seems like the one team that has the shot either loses like the final couple yeah. weeks or they just blow it. They crap their pants in the conference track game. Yeah, no, you're not wrong, but I just think this is going to be the year because we just see it every single year where the Pac-12 eats itself alive. There has to be a year where one team. Puts the foot down, separates himself from the rest of the pack. I think it's going to be USC personally. I know you think differently, but that's just I, I just think one of those three at least well, is going to separate themselves. And then I do think Florida State or Clemson is going to win the ACC and just have a good resume. Yeah, because well, hopefully State, the ACC shows up this year though. Well, if Florida State beats LSU to start the season, yeah, I mean they beat Clemson and then they have one of the easiest schedules in the country. But that easy part, yeah. it's same thing with Georgia. It mm-hmm. never is like a positive, it seems like. It's always like a no, negative. No, it definitely isn't a positive, but the positive is going to be is that they're going to have two top 10 teams. Got to at least split those two games. Yeah. That's what I'm saying, though, is they if they beat LSU and Clemson and then they have an easy schedule from there, they're almost like they're knocking on the door right away to be the three seed. Yeah. Florida, yeah, you know what I mean. So, I, I as much as I yeah. hate him, never doubt him. Never, I don't think I think quarterback's I, I just, gonna be I the biggest. I don't see I just, man. the quarterback situation is gonna be fascinating because mm-hmm. on paper, nobody stands out, nobody yeah. scares you. They don't really have as many good weapons on the outside as they have recently, but they haven't never been just never sleep on like they haven't been recruiting well, quarterback as a oh, quarterback. Oh, quarterback, yeah. Quarterback as well as they have been in the past. You know what I mean? They have a good guy. They have a good guy coming in next year. Yeah, he was just at the Elite Eleven. Yeah, this guy they have the guys they have right now on their roster. None of them stick out, and they didn't bring in a transfer, which they very well could. Well, they did, and it's he's is not even a top fifteen quarterback in the country. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, you know what I mean. They didn't bring out one of they. They could have probably got Tanner Mordecai if they really pushed, which would have been if they would have landed like a Tanner Mordecai. I would have been like, you know, throw your hands up in the air. I think this team is probably the best in the West. You know what I mean? They're like, but you know, they have a did? legit guy. Fickle and the gang. Yeah. Wisconsin Badgers. <laughs> Badger, shout out, shout out, big cat. Badger yeah. gang, Badger gang. Mm-hmm. All right, we'll move on. Yeah. UF Dylan sudden spike. Yep. Their sudden spike in the 2024 recruiting class that jumped all the way up to second right now. Yeah. For they were at 13. They're out two behind the UGA or Georgia Bulldogs, I should say. Yeah. Uh, their sudden spike, Dylan, in their 2024 recruiting rankings 
should have other teams worried. Like example, Florida State, Miami, and all the others. Mm-hmm. For we'll stick with Florida schools, but it could be any school. Yeah. Should they? They mm-hmm. should be worried, Dylan. Fact or fiction? Of uh, fiction. We already know from this last recruiting cycle, it really doesn't mean anything because Florida checks seem to bounce. Oh. <laughs> so I wouldn't be as a fan of a rival school or just a school in general that competes recruiting wise with Florida. Right. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be the most scared of them only because of the fact that they have yet to prove in the last really seven, eight years that they can consistently recruit and not just recruit them, but actually get those guys to go to the campus. Yeah. They have done this time and time again, it happened a ton during Dan Mullen's time at Florida where they would be seemingly pull in a great class, right? A top 15 class. And then all of a sudden you read about it and you're like, wait, why did six of the guys not end up enrolling at Florida? They were yeah. committed. They signed letters of commitment and then they end, never ended up showing up at campus. So it was just like, and then we all saw this last recruiting cycle where they couldn't pay <laughs> their top quarterback recruit the money they told him they were going to pay him. And then, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So right now and this where we're sitting right now, unless something changes, I don't think there's a reason to fear recruiting in uh, Florida because I just don't know, especially how early it is, but I don't know how many of those guys are actually going to end up going to Florida. Okay. I will say, I'll agree. I'll say fiction mm-hmm. only because it's a little early. Now, if yeah. they are able to get some of these guys and officially get them, you know, yeah. In November, December, January, and then you know, officially like in March, I think is the last day. Yeah, that's so. something. I right. I, I yeah, that is it, something. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think also you see this a lot. Depending on how bad Florida is this year, do mm. they fire Napier or do maybe the does the AD say does Florida or the athletic direct or athletics and yeah. you know the alumni and boosters do they say all right well. Mm. He's got a class, kind of. He's building a class. Do we? We'll give him another year. But if they can him for going maybe two or three wins, mm-hmm. that's when you know the decommitment start. And then it's yeah, okay. I'm not. It's gonna just it's going to get here. worse from there. Um, that's my only issue. That mm-hmm. it's now. I will say if Florida's Florida's like one of those teams. It's like another like Tennessee, where they're kind of just sleeping giant again. Yeah. You want yeah, to see absolutely. Florida competitive, but yeah, at the same it's just, time, it's like they just they have they, every so time, many problems there. Right every now. time they seem to kind of get over one hump, another mm-hmm. one starts up. Another. Well, it's able it's to like clear it. Maybe. Um, I think that just the biggest thing is depends on how how this upcoming season goes. Yeah. They're up. Win total is set at five and a half. Mm-hmm. I think that's a lot. I don't think they'll yeah. go to a bowl game. And that's just blunt. I don't I mean, think they'll go to a bowl game. Ask, now, I do think, again, if, if they keep Napier and he's able to get some of these guys, he has nine commitments. And yeah. I think seven of them or eight of them are all – seven or eight of them are all four stars. So he's got some dudes. Now, will they stay? We see this all the time. I'm committed. Mm-hmm. Three months later, I'm decommitted and I'm heading somewhere else. I'm keeping you guys in my interest, but – I decided I need to reopened up my topic. yeah, I've reopened up yeah. my commitment, whatever you want to call it. Um I'm not going to your school. That's what it means. Yeah. So <laughs> I don't know why they don't just say it, but I'm not going to your school. But <laughs> I think 
I think if Florida only wins three games this year, there is not a chance Billy Napier does not get fired. Because even if the athletic director doesn't want to fire him, there's no way the boosters who, by the way, are one of the most insane booster groups in the country, like they freak out about everything. Yeah. Like they're an extremely volatile group. I mean, they fired a guy who took them to the SEC championship the year before in the middle of the, you know what I mean? Like they're a very volatile group and that fan base freaks out about everything. So if you are at any other school and you went three wins this year, I think a lot of schools would be like, okay, well we're going to keep it because of the recruiting class at Florida. You will get fired. Yeah. Like that's a school where you can get fired for having a top two recruiting class, but not winning on the field with horrible, no, not horrible, but like, below average talent compared to who you're wanting to go against. Mm -hmm. So that's just what I think. So, yeah, they win three games. doesn't matter. They get those recruits. Then it's a big deal. Yes. But it's July. So those recruits (laughs) literally mean nothing right now. True. As far as I'm concerned. Sure. All right. uh, Our final factor fiction topic Mm -hmm. is Nebraska. Dylan gets to bowl eligibility before Colorado factor fiction. So, I think the easiest way to say this is I don't think either team makes bowl eligibility this year. No, but this is just saying in general. However, this is a race now to see who's going to get there. I think Nebraska will be first because I think they'll become bowl eligible with six wins next year. I think Colorado is just going to be a little bit under that just because I think Colorado, you're going to be up in a bit more of an uphill battle with how much the Pac-12 competition has risen in just the last couple of years. And the Big 12's competition has kind of dropped. Yeah. If you get what I'm saying. Because um, I think in the, in the Big 12, they have the ability, because they get to play, you know, they play in the West, so they're going to play. Big 10, you mean. What, or big, you know, yeah, yeah. But, you know, uh, Nebraska is going to get to play, you know, Northwestern. They're going to play. Iowa, Northwestern, and uh, yeah, it's Iowa, Minnesota, Purdue, um, Wisconsin. Yeah, but I think after no, so after this year though, I think they're they're getting rid of the division. Yeah, but I think a lot they'll play a lot of the same teams every year though. Could be. I haven't looked too much into the Big Ten unless unless they end up playing like Wisconsin, Michigan, Ohio State, and um, Penn State in the same year. I wouldn't really worry because most of the teams in the Big Ten are not very good. Like, I if they saw, end up playing, uh, you know, Rutgers <laughs> and Indiana and Michigan State, all you know, it's like, okay, well, yeah. they play they play who they are. I saw a thing where um, it was next year, I think UCLA has to go to Rutgers. Yeah. Oh, that's just – Which is amazing, ever, by the way. Put that on prime time just because that is of the travel. That Picking is LA noon, to New York. Pick, put it on new, noon kickoff, 11 a.m., mm-hmm. And just get us watching US UCLA play Rutgers. Yeah. Um, Kids on the West I'm, Coast want to know what time it is. <laughs> That'll be a 9 a.m. kick. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to say, I'm going to say fiction here. I think Colorado mm-hmm. has, I think this is the first, this, this will be a little like a uh, trial year in a sense. Yeah. For mm-hmm. Dion in the gang. Um, yeah, I guess all number they've had 76, they pulled 76 people out of the portal. Yeah. Um, 
and I think this is a nice trial year. I don't think I think they win four games at most, but I don't think Nebraska has proven anything to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Matt Rule is a nice hire, uh, yeah. but I just I don't know. Nebraska has never seemed to be able to get anything ever going. I think yeah. Colorado, if they have a solid year. Even if they only win three or four games, if they're able to show that they're competing and not mm-hmm. just getting blown out every week, I think that's big for Dion and the yeah. gang. I think that shows, like, listen, we may not be here this year, yeah. but you see we're competing with these guys. Come mm-hmm. here, and we will, we're will. we going to have something brewing. Um, yeah. And that's the only reason why I think Colorado, and I do think I saw something that possibly Colorado and Utah might be the next two teams to hop – hop the Pac-12 chip and head to the Big 12. Mm-hmm. So I think conference is a little bit easier. Yeah. And I think that helps. Whereas Nebraska, unless I've seen, I'm seeing someone else, they're still going to have to deal with. Now you'll have to deal with USC, UCLA, Ohio State, Michigan, mm-hmm. Michigan State, Wisconsin still, Minnesota. Like I think the gauntlet yeah. is – I think it's not really – I mean, call it a gauntlet maybe, but I just think that – Colorado has an easier almost path to get the six wins. Still got to do mm-hmm. it, but I think they get there first. I'm not saying Nebraska yeah. won't, but I think ne- Colorado will. Mm-hmm. I could see by next year, I could see Colorado. Just depends again, like this year, if they, they are they competing or they get blown out. Again. You know what I mean? Yeah. Is no, it all just pulling guys out of the portal because I'm Deion Sanders and I have a cool? Is it, my, yeah. Or is it building a roster? Yes. There's all I think these the reps. We're absolutely going to see that this year. I think that's the biggest, most interesting thing to me this year is seeing what does Colorado actually look like? Does this strategy actually work? Because quite frankly, as far as we're concerned, almost nobody on that team has truly played for Colorado. Which, I mean, as Colorado hasn't been relevant since like 2000, probably like 2008, 2007. So they haven't been relevant since the 90s. True. And so why, I mean, if it ain't working, get rid of it. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I'm not against just cleaning house. I mean, he said he's bringing Louie. Mm-hmm. He's cleaning house. We saw USC last year bringing a bunch of guys in, and it seemed to work out well. It'll be interesting how co- how how fast do they are they able to gel together in cohesiveness yeah. and play well together. That'll be the big thing. Um, I don't think mm-hmm. in this day and age that it's as big as it was. But yeah. Um, you know, but like I said, I think they just even that is gonna be a, this is one of the cool like stories headlines. You know, it's gonna be mm-hmm. who's Pat, who's Colorado got this week, especially if there could be. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, first week they got Nebraska. They got Nebraska, and then so there you go. And then yeah. they go no, well no, they yeah. have TCU, and then in Nebraska, and then Nebraska. But you know what but I mean? They, they they're they, gonna play each other this year. But they still gotta play. They gotta play Oregon. They gotta play USC. They gotta play Oregon mm-hmm. State. I think yeah. this year too. So they they're, they they're gonna, they have kind of a for the Pac-12 they got a brutal yes like, schedule. But again, this is what I mean. This is what Dion wants. He wants to be able yeah. to show people that listen, we're not here just for the show. Like we're mm-hmm. here to compete, and win ball games. So yeah, I think Colorado gets there first. You don't, and that's a shame because my facts are always right. Anyway, all right, we will move on to our final segment here. Of the night, and it is as always our favorite game. Three questions, Dylan. Mm-hmm. 
where again, we'll go over the rules again, because why not? We go, we write down three questions. We do not know what each other is telling us. That's always a just a prayer right there. And oh, so we just fun. answer it. And we might give our own thought yeah. to it, depending on what the question is. All right, so I'll start. Okay. Dylan. Pirates take who first overall? Dylan Cruz or Paul Skeens? Right now, the most recent mock drafts say Paul Skeens is projected number one. Mm -hmm. uh, I think you take Paul Skeens personally. Okay. I mean, you you know you got a guy who debatably could be your star pitcher for the next 10, 15 years plus. Mm -hmm. Like, you got to take that something. guy number one overall. Yeah. Only, only reason I say no against Dylan Cruz is, at least when it comes to Pittsburgh, you're already kind of crowded. Yeah, especially in the outfield room. Exactly. Because um, you have you have Brian Reynolds, you have Jack Sawinski. Um, they just called up know, Henry I, Davis, I, and he's yep, in right field. And I, I, I keep saying it. You don't believe me, but I just think it's what's going to happen eventually is I think um, – Cruz is going to end up being pushed to right field at some point too. I know you don't believe me. I just, with the way they met, they talk about shortstops who throw really hard and move them to right field. It's just a, it happens yeah. a lot. Um, Big shortstops who throw hard, go to right field. <laughs> so I think very much Dylan Cruz is just like, doesn't really fit with what Pittsburgh's building, but I think Skeens would be perfect. So, like, absolutely perfect to get a just a clear cut number one top of the order starter in that rotation. So, I'm gonna say Skeens too, you know, as a Pirate mm -hmm. fan. Um, yeah, I think, like, you're saying the outfield wise, I think that so you play center field now. I think yeah. right now, well, I mean, because you already will have we have Henry Davis and Wright, you'll mm -hmm. have Reynolds that's in, in the outfield as well, so, with as well as Swinsky. Uh, you can put yep. Juan Bay out there. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, they just called up Nick Gonzalez tonight, who was their first-round pick from the 2020 draft. They just pulled yep. up Henry Davis the other night, who was the 2021 first overall pick. You have Andy mm -hmm. Rodriguez still hanging out in double-A AA or triple-A. Forget. He's a catcher. Once we finally take uh, Austin Hedges to the glue factory and say goodbye to him, uh, <laughs> we'll be a great team. And as far as pitching goes, God almighty, they need pitching yeah. so bad. Um you know, it's always sometimes a risk. You know, like, mm -hmm. do you want to waste? You want to use up that first pick, first over your first round yeah. pick on a pitcher. But this, you have to. Um, they they need yeah. starting pitching so bad. The bullpen, they'll try. Mm -hmm. You know, you got some guys down in the minors that are there. Are some of their picks, some early picks from a couple of years ago. Uh, but yeah, man, they got. And then remember, you still have Tamar Johnson hanging out now. He's he's in single mm -hmm. A. Anthony Solamento, I forget his last name. It's I think it's how you say it. He's down there. He's a reliever, but yeah. they need Mitch Keller and they need another guy because they're starting their core the starting Ross. The starting rotation is not terrible, but they need it like so two, much better though. But if you can get two dominant arms, young guys like mm -hmm. Mitch Keller, who's having a good year this year, yeah, the bullpen's the issue right now. I think mm -hmm. they can clean it up easier than finding. It's harder to find your like your dudes. You know, you know what I mean, like your dudes, yeah. Your starting your roster, rather mm -hmm. than the playoffs, or like rather than that, yeah. You can even put him in the bullpen, set him up with Dave or with uh, with David Bednar. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Uh, but I Absolutely. think you go Skeens here. You don't mess around with this. You go Skeens. No. You go Skeens. You move on. There's more upside there. Okay. Yeah. What's your first question? 
Uh, how much is Shohei Otani worth in a trade? Like player wise or money wise? Yeah, player wise. God, oh, oh man. Uh, well, it depends. I was looking team. at some. I was looking at some Mets ones, and it oh, was, that was like, bad. Bad. it was like you give up your entire farm. <laughs> you give up everything we've ever. I think put. it's got to be if either you're sending like two guys. I think it's at least four guys. I, I agree. I think it's at least four guys, but I also think it's like your top four prospects. See, but is that worth it? For hat, well, unless you're in win now, right now, mm-hmm. yeah, is it worth? But it? I think that's the only team's trading for Otani. I see. I don't. You're think not he trading for Otani if you're not. I don't in think he gets traded. Though. I think the Angels are going to be close enough to compete, close enough where they're not going to want to mm-hmm. trade him. And then they'll either they'll sign him, depending on how this year finishes, or they'll just let him. Yeah, win. I think the next seventeen days mean everything. Why would you waste unless you're planning on trading and signing him long term? Why would you risk just a short term rental and waste your entire future? Mm-hmm. So that's well, what I, I'd say four I just, players at least. So if if it's a team like New York, either New York team really. Yeah, you're you're desperate at this point. Are you, you don't know, win this or you're year. just your top guys are underperforming? Well, yeah, but a lot of the guys you have are aging. True. Like, like I got I, you know, I hate to say this to Yankee fans, but like Aaron Judge is not gonna be Aaron Judge in four years. He just physically isn't gonna be. Yeah. He's too tall, he's too big, and he's already 31 years old. True. He's already had injury problems. So if you get him for eight more years, where let's be honest with ourselves. Four to five of those years, he's probably going to be kind of, kind of a bad. lot of money going nowhere. Yeah. So you're sitting here and you're going, if we really want that window, we really have this year and next year. Getting a guy like Otani for at least half the season can yeah. drastically fix so many problems. Because not only is he at least a solid number two, like in your rotation, right? Uh-huh. Like he's a solid two, three. I know a lot of people say he's an ace. I hate to say he's not an ace, he just isn't. He gives up way too many runs. He walks too many guys. Yeah. To be a real ace. But he's a solid, he's a solid starter. He can pitch six innings every night and he hits way above average for a DH. Like among like DHs, he's right there with Jordan Alvarez in production wise. Mm-hmm. He's at 25 yeah. home runs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think. Yeah, like you're saying, I think he's just going to have to be someone that if you're invested yeah. winning now and you're all right with one of these bigger market teams, giving up a lot of your young studs mm-hmm. go after, it. you know what I mean? So do it. Yeah. Or just, I would personally, if you're a bigger market team, just wait till the off season, try to sign them in. Cause then it I'm becomes saying, a race to see who has the bigger check. Yeah. I think you know I, 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 I'm going to call it right now. The New York Yankees are going to trade for Shohei Otani at the deadline. No. And then they're not going to be able to re-sign him because they are spending way too much money on Aaron Judge and. Kate I Nicole. think he goes to Boston. Signs with Boston. Signs with Boston next year. I don't think he signs with Boston. I think he signs with the Dodgers. See, I, I think, think that makes the most sense with, with the way the books. Have I been. just think he signs with Boston mainly because he is one of his other Japanese buddies or uh, Mas- yeah. uh, Yoshida. Masataka Yoshida, yeah. And they're like best I, buds. I just I think he's going to stay in LA because of the 
the financial opportunities are better than in Boston. True, but especially Boston, if he's trying to, because he's trying to grow his brand. Is I think the biggest thing they've been saying. Boston's one of the biggest markets you can be. I don't think you can get much bigger than the Dodgers, though. I don't know if you. I don't know. Well, I think I think the Dodgers fan base stinks. No, I agree. Doesn't mean the market's not massive. Yeah, and but the I Dodgers that, Dodgers are one of those teams where it doesn't even matter if you watch baseball. You know the Dodgers. Yeah, but if you can dominate in Boston, you you're Boston legend forever. Yeah, but that doesn't really mean anything, especially well, when going to, and I got to be honest with you. Boston is not even going to make an attempt to sign him because the way their front offices run is that they're only about making money. They have cut so many guys. They didn't even offer Xander Bogarts a serious offer. I'm just saying. Just saying. I just don't think they're going to give him money. All right. Like they'd offer him a contract. They'll be like $200 million for 10 years. And he'd be like, okay, what guys? What that's is like, this? That's what the Braves do. And then they hypnotize you into signing it. Yeah, exactly. He'll sign with the Braves for $20 million a season. That's big time. All right. Second question. Most underrated yep. type of candy and most overrated. Ooh, fantastic question. The most underrated type of candy is these, um, oh my God, what are they called? But they're by Harboro. They're the sour worms where it's two flavors. Sour gummies? Yeah, but they're like worms. So yeah. like each flavor of the worm is different. That's so good. Never, You never hear it talked about. Amazing though. Absolutely fantastic. And what's your most overrated candy? Oh, um, that's a good one too. I, I, you know, there's a lot I would say I just disappointed in. Probably Snickers. Okay. Uh, I don't know about that, but. I know it's, gonna, it's, it's the most popular also, candy in America. No, it's not. I don't think it's. I think it's statistically. I think Reese's are chocolate bars. I think Reese's. I think Reese's are great, but I think they're. I love perfect where they are. They're perfectly rated. I think most underrated are peanut M and M's. Yeah, that's you don't fair. get talked about enough. You know, those you, are, get, those are the, you get the classic, but you know the peanut M and M's are far superior. And yeah. most overrated in general, Airheads. That's fair, only because I think I would only agree with that because. I think most of the flavors, if they're not red or blue, get it out of here. It's like almost toxic waste. Get they're it. They're kind of like Airheads, Laffy Taffy, are all like just get them yeah. out. Get them out. Yeah, what's no, your, I understand that. What's your second question? Okay, are superhero movies dying? Yes, I think a little bit. I think they're coming. They're producing them so much too quickly. Mm -hmm. I, I think you're right too. I think what makes what like made like the good ones good is that mm -hmm. they had them spread out enough yeah. where people, you know, wanted them again. They got that itch, you know, they wanted it to see. Built, it. Whereas, it like, excitement for them. It's like the Call of Duty games, and we're getting mm -hmm. totally nerdy here. But like, you know, like <laughs> when you produce a new one so quickly, yeah. you're not going to get them as you're not going. They're not going to be as popular as good, you know, because mm -hmm. that point then you're rushing. You're just rushing. Yeah. And then now they got the TV shows on Disney Plus. You got the bat. Always DC will always make a bad movie. Yeah. You got the Marvel. You got the best they, characters too. It bothers keep, me, bro. They keep producing. They keep producing them too quickly. Nobody mm. keeps up with them. And then if you watch a movie, you got you have to almost watch like three other shows to just catch yep. up to the movie. So yep, I don't want to do that because I'm not. I don't no. have time to watch three shows. Yep. So yeah, they are. All oh, right. my third question for you is Dylan. 
Yes. All right. You have you're throwing a barbecue, a nice mm-hmm. cookout, but you need three college coaches, college football coaches, to help you out. Who are you choosing? All time or active right now? Can be any. Any. Within like a reasonable time period, obviously. Okay. 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 Hmm. I think we're getting Mike Leach because I think he could be the life of the party. Okay. You could just, just suck in the jokes. Obviously, he's past the jokester. Things, but, he's you know, the jokester. I think. Yeah, I know you could bring him in. He'd be great. Um, first thing I would ban Nick Saban. Nick Saban's not allowed. Oh, he, he loves the lake. He loves to be on the boat, though. He loves to be on the boat, but I just think he's gonna be like, he's gonna char the burgers. You know what I mean? He's gonna be like, "Come on, <laughs> man! Like nobody likes it well done." He's like, "I, I, I okay, I don't like that." Yeah, I, don't I... <laughs> um, oh, such a good question. Um, here I'll say mine. How about I'll give you some time? Okay, okay. I want right, to hear, so I I wanna hear yours. Real quick. All right, so I'm going with Kirby. Kirby Smart. Only because he's okay. gonna That's he's right. gonna get everyone in the check, you know, no messing around. Yeah. Like we're gonna get mm-hmm. everything done. Bam, bam, bam. All everything's yeah. gonna get done. Sam mm-hmm. Pittman, because he's gonna he knows he's gonna be the guy, you know, he's gonna be the pit master. He's yeah. gonna be the guy cooking the good stuff, bringing the cold refreshments. You know, he's just yeah. the guy you want to be around with the barbecue because you know damn mm-hmm. well he makes great food yeah. and knows how to drink cold beer and other good yeah. refreshments. And Shane Beamer, because you need a little life, some energy. Yeah. Beamer no, with the yeah, glasses, yeah. get me that mm-hmm. all day. Let's get Beamer. Honorable mention, Ed Ogeron, because he know he's going to bring the get the crawfish and that country yeah. boy. Oh, man. So, but the problem uh, is nobody can understand Ed when he's in the room. Everybody's who cares? Like, when he brings when he <laughs> the big pot full of like, the country yeah. boil and just dumps it on the table, No, nobody's going to be talking because they're going to be eating. So, on the grill, I'm going Mike Gundy. Oh, beautiful, beautiful mullet out there. Because you know a guy with a mullet like that who has – He's He's a man. You know that guy knows how to cook food. (laughs) No, he is – he is – but – oh, man, my last one. This is a good one. This is a good part. You know, there was a couple guys I'm thinking right now, right? Like I just, I just want to know more about their personality. Like I want to know how is Luke Fickle when he drinks a couple cold ones. Like, nah. How's he? How's he doing after that? What man? about like what's Norvell like? Norvell's very serious. So, <laughs> how about, what about like Dabo? Dabo's a good one, but well, I. <laughs> you know, about, you know what though? You know, you know, you know what's a good one? I would bring Dion. Dion's a good one. Uh, I, think, I think. Nah, I give me like, uh, like Mac Brown. No, it's an old soul. Mac Brown. Mac Brown would be a good one too. Mac yes. Brown would be a good one too. I would, but I, I would have a very clear ban list, right? So like, we're keeping Lincoln Riley and his dried brisket out of here. Yeah, get, him, get that out of get here. Him. Nick Nobody from California. Everyone, stay over there. Keep uh, creepy Billy out of here too. Bye, you, Billy. You know, get, uh, can't yeah. let. Uh, Dude looks like a chiseled mountain. <laughs> so, yeah, right, I, so think, so I, I think it would be my my three would be. Um, oh, but then, okay, okay, okay. Mike Gundy on the grill. I got Mike Leach with the entertainment, and then I got Mac Brown 
in charge of everything, just setting the rules of the building. Yeah. He's the greeter. Knows how yeah. to just keep people entertained. Yeah. Knows how to keep right. people entertained. He tell he knows how to nicely tell them you're not allowed in that room. Don't go in there. The house is off limits. Nice. I don't want your kids going to my bedroom. <laughs> you may know how to say it nicely so that nobody gets mad about yeah. it. Yeah. Yes. Yes. All right. <laughs> well, guys, that's gonna be the show. We'll end it yep. up on Mac Brown keeping kids out of the door the rooms. Well, it's necessary though. You know, it is it is necessary, it is necessary though. It's a quiet necessity you don't think about till you're in that moment and you're like, man, this kid broke something in my room and now I'm mad. <laughs> I can't yell at the kid. No. No, you can't. All right. <laughs> so that's going to be it for today, guys. Yep. As always, make sure you guys are watching, liking, subscribing, listening on mm -hmm. Spotify and Amazon Music. Um, we are one subscriber away from Big 50, like we said. So, so, so we just need you guys to keep watching as always. But make sure if you know anybody that wants to subscribe, and if you're watching that isn't subscribed and you're not subscribed, what are you doing? What are you subscribe. doing? Subscribe. Come on. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just do that. And then as always, you know, show us the love, watch it. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah. Yeah, uh, absolutely. We'll be discussing an episode next week because I mm -hmm. leave town. I'm out of town starting next week. So we'll have to either find a good time or, you know, maybe do it an emergency short little quick pod. But yeah. uh, we'll find time. We'll, we're going to get one done next week because yeah. we'll, the next week after we won't have a show. Uh, we'll be off that week. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah. So, as always, Nolson Dogs Podcast. We'll be back next time. We'll see you. Peace out, guys. Peace out, guys.